This is Anime for Trash Dwellers, a crap podcast about crap anime. And I'm going to start off by talking about ARP Backstage Pass. Okay, so this anime is based off of a real CGI idol group, kind of like Kizuna Eye, where they're still voiced by real people, but they act as their own character. And it's set as a doco of the group, so it's an anime within an anime. The unit name stands for Artistic Republic of Congo. Sorry, I mean Artistic Republic of Production or something like that. They're from the International School of Music, which aims to have the top singers and dancers perform internationally or something, which is showcased by their opening song, which has no choreography. They're just doing the boy band hype up the crowd motions. I'm sorry, but if you're going to compete with the likes of BTS, you need to have tighter choreo than that, sweetie. I mean, their singing is fine for world domination, though. Sure, this was a very basic song. They didn't require much, but hey, they still sung it in June. That already makes them incredibly amazing godlike singers in comparison to BTS. For this and the multiple other songs in the show, there were like four, like, Jesus, that is amazing. They use CG, and it's okay. Middle ground. I've seen better, but I've seen worse. So it starts with one of the guys sleeping away in the International School of Music class, and holy crap, he looks just like Michael Jackson. Not like cute black MJ, but like the fucking white monster MJ. I wasn't sure if it was intentional or not. I even got my BF in to see what he reckoned. But I don't think so, since his backstory is that he has a glow up and looks different in the band. Right now, though, he's in like his fucking nerd virgin phase. Plus, the animation is simply fucking awful. It is 2D, the performances are CG, and it's based off of a CG boy band, but all of the anime is 2D. I'm, I'm not sure why they went down that path either. The teachers ask MJ to tell them what was the last note he played in the scale, and he names it. Then the teacher asks for the other notes, and that's when everyone acts real impressed. Even though if you could pick up one note in the scale, you'd pretty much be able to pick up all of them. He's the kid of a famous performer, but never lived up to his father's expectations. When he reminisces about a terrible violin performance he did, he has to take his glasses off in order to allow the tears to fall. And he owns like a cute French bulldog. I mean, it looked a little off when you first saw it, but then it eventually got to a shot where the anime is actually cared and it sold me. Yes, this thing is actually cute and I must invest time in it. Okay, now two of the other members were in a rock band, which had two other members that we, we never got to see. So when they're sitting on a park bench thinking on how the band's fine but we want more and then signing their ARP contracts, it's looked on as a positive thing instead of the actuality of them selling out and breaking up the band. During the park bench scene, one of them complains about the other ordering more noodles than they can afford and the new much responds, hey, it isn't rock to think about money. Ah uh, yes, you. A mere 24 hours away from signing away your autonomy and rock band in order to be a commercially manufactured pop star are definitely the expert when it comes to rock. Plus, yeah, I'm sure Kiss also thinks it isn't rock to think about money, hence why there is Kiss merchandise of like every fucking item you could possibly imagine. Then there is Leon, who literally dances his way into the International School of Music. No joke, he just dances into the school courtyards and then gets scouted from there. His dance sequence is so poorly animated, it's like I'm just waiting for him to completely collapse from the seizures it looks like he's having. 
anime ends and then we have the boy group talk to us about how this is set in a documentary style and from the way that they're talking how it's so casual that it's just the voice actors talking which is really helpful to explain what the fuck was going on <laughs> and this is the only acted out part of the show in cg and yeah it's kind of horrifying i don't know it gives me like junky game animation vibes Episode 2! It's all about Michael Jackson, and a lot of it we've already seen before. Last episode, we saw his failed professional violin recital at age, like, 12. And this time we get to see it two times! That's right, I had to sit through the same fucking shitty violin recital three times! This kid doesn't have AirPods, he has the new updated version of them that, that don't even have the whole stem because that's how much of a rich kid he is. He has a friend whose only role in this episode is to tell him that his name was called over the PA system and then to ask, hey, how did that meeting go? So that the audience will know how Michael felt about the meeting. But this kid just wears a tracksuit under his school jacket. Like how little respect for the school uniform does this kid have? How has he not been told off about it? Is it because his daddy's also a world famous conductor so that he can just do what he likes? Oh yeah, and I finally realized why else this guy looks like Michael Jackson apart from the terrible animation. It's because they're basing the animation off of pre-existing 3D models. They do this in the Dreamfest anime and it ends up with the quality of a cheap Canadian cartoon the studio's chucking out to reach their original content quota. I'm not sure which is worse. Dreamfest was more irritating, whilst this show is more terrifying. There's the courtyard scene, with Michael Jackson in his tracksuit wearing Brawl Hour on the park bench. We briefly see it out of the corner of the screen, Leon just having a good dance. Even after he's being granted attendance to the school, he's still just like dancing away. It's just what he does. He's like those kids in high school where no matter what, they'd spend every break just playing basketball and somehow never seem to get bored of it. Then the two cool rock guys come up to them and politely ask where the principal's office is. And Michael's like, oh, it's on the third floor, but visitors have to sign in at the office. And they just like cut him straight off like, third floor, cool, cheers. And Michael Jackson is disgusted that such rude heathens are attending the same sacred place of education as he is and smearing the school's purity and good name. I don't know what this guy's problem is. Who can be bothered getting a visitor's tag when they're going in for like one meeting? And they were even nice enough to introduce themselves. The other guy and RAGE! I think the idea is that his name is Reggie, but when they spell it, it's in that like stylistic RAGE, but I mean, it's still really funny. Michael returns home for the day, and he is surprised to see a pair of girly shoes, indicating to the audience member that someone who does not live in his household, or who is not often home, is home. And it's his sister, presumably older. And she's like, Mum wants me to check on you to see if you're doing okay. And then he goes on a weird tangent. Who are we really as people? Who am I? Am I really an idiot? <sighs> I think not. I merely joke and bitch just sends straight to her mum. Mum, I don't think he's okay. The text message and the previous ones are written in English. It may have been established he had foreign parents or something, but I honestly probably wasn't paying enough attention to see if that were the case. Michael Jackson decides to become an idol and lo and behold, we actually get to see him get his hair dyed and put in coloured contacts. This is so satisfying to watch. During the app, we see Michael Jackson in the shower and during his dance routine, a quick close-up 
that whilst he's thrusting and I don't know how to feel. I mean, he's an MJ, but fuck, he sure looks like him. He, a 3D model, sings a song called The World Is Mine, which isn't the Miku song, but oh, that's a cheap and gutsy song name choice. By the way, this song is great. Very early, strong 2000s vibe. Sadly, they're not doing like five songs per episode, but I guess that's out of most animation studios' budgets. Now, to the best part of the show. Last step, when it went to just the 3D models chilling, they were just doing this plan. Wasn't that a great feed animation talk? But this week, they rip right into it. I love it. Fuck, what am I seeing on the show for when they're already doing it themselves? Rage mentions that he likes the little boxer dog, and I agree, he is very cute. The other guy isn't gonna let MJ's bad attitude slide. He like, look at how disgusted you were talking to us as peasants. And then when they discuss the themes of the episode, the other guys are like, oh, that even rich people have it hard sometimes too. Love this boy calling out them upper classes. Leon complains that the tracksuit guy got more lines than his zero lines. Okay, most of the idol anime will have at least 10 other idols to focus on, and in some it feels like 30 plus. The non-idol side characters, be grateful you only have three to compete with. And then the most confusing thing, Rage said that he also liked his little sister. Not big sister, but little. So does she just stay on her campus, but then you don't? Are your parents divorced and you live with your dad while she lives with your mum? Is this something else that was mentioned that I forgot to pay attention to? Episode 3! What I've forgotten to mention is that at the start of the show they put up some Beethoven quote, Music is the most important thing. I think when Beethoven said this he wasn't referring to the trash that is this show. Also, when I googled Beethoven quotes, the one that they used in the show didn't even come up, so fuck if it's even real. It's about them rock boys having a contest between them and MJ. Now, as the song was playing, I was only half reading lyrics because they're not important, right? Wrong! There was the line, even herbivores get it on. Was that a reference to giving head in a J-pop song? They even also had a line about electric sheep, and I mean, even though that's a kind of cool since, you know, they're a VR group, is something this stupid allowed to use a smartish literary reference? The song was called Kiss. Was it a good song? No. Did I love it anyway? Absolutely. And shock horror, the audience vote went to the guy who's been performing for longer over the newbies. Who would have thought? Well, apparently this rock unit called Rebel Cross thought so and are very disappointed with their loss. We get a quick flashback to where when that we see them as children bonding over fist bumps. Back to the present. And Rage just sitting there eating from this massive bowl of boiled eggs. There's like fucking 20 of them there and he only eats like two. Throughout this episode, the size and shape of the rock guy's head keeps changing. Jesus, this animation is so cheap. Rage, be raging. He does a shit dance practice and walks out and the other guy's like, we have to do what we're told now. And Rage is like, what's that have to do with rebelling? Thank you! Finally, an idol anime said it. Instead of having the theme of revolution and rebellion tied into their manufactured consumerist and above all inoffensive idol group. 
So Rage is too rock to go to class now. The other guy sends him a text and it's in English too. All the texts this guy has sent and received are in English. This anime is, by the way, definitely set in Japan. They even state that the rock group got their start in Yokohama. I don't know why they're all in English. I did check in case it's a Crunchyroll exclusive, but it's not. It's so weird. MJ and his tracksuit wearing bro are worried about rage because apparently MJ is over this trailer trash and now accepts him as a student of this school. It's nice character development. Too bad I didn't see any of the development part and just went straight to the end results. But rage isn't really being too rock. He j he's just practicing dance by himself in an old theater they'd performed in, which, like I mentioned before, it's supposed to be in Yokohama, but the other guy manages to run there from school. Now, the after credits talk from the guy wasn't as funny this week. Leon just kind of complained that he wasn't in the app and then he did a serious talk about voice acting. Lame. Episode four, it's all about Leon. His parents are hippies who own a house with a lawn on the roof. Young Leon dance into some kind of knockoff MJ video. It's like crappy 3D knockoff MJ with his own song. He even does the oh ohs and which Leon dances and sings along to. I'm just glad in this universe he wasn't scouted by MJ and then went, in, went on to become the choreographer for NSYNC. This kid is in the class singing a nursery rhyme and fucking Leon doing the Beyonce rendition and the teacher's like, yeah, that's great, Leon. How about instead of being an attention-seeking little shit, you just sing the normal fucking notes and practice the art of being in rhythm with your classmates. And he goes home all shitty and his writer father and stay-at-home mother, instead of teaching him the fine art of there's a time and a place, are like, no, you're just amazing. It's everyone else who's wrong. Leon asks why people get mad at him when he says he's talented, because, like, it's true. And his parents are like, yeah, you're fine, instead of telling him that it's really full of yourself to just be like that. Ah, I'm so talented and breast. Like modesty child, modesty. Then we see his parents showing him the enrollment form for the school. Ah, so he didn't just get to dance his way to the academy. When Leon finds out he was accepted, he runs back home telling his dad and his dad's like, that's great son, don't mind me, just weeding the roof. Seriously thought he was gonna fall for the sake of the depressing backstory. So Leon goes to school, which is actually set in Yokohama, my mistake, probably because why the fuck would an international school of talent have a campus in some shitty area of Japan? The tracksuit guy sees Leon and goes, hey, why don't you go see ARP perform? And Leon's like, who the fuck are you? And he goes sees them and he loves them and then fangirls when he sees Michael and he's all shiny. Maybe he likes him so much because he reminds him of his idol Michael Jackson. And the tracksuit guy's there like, hey Leon, did you enjoy the ARP concert? And Leon's like, who the fuck are you? And tracksuit guy responds with, okay. Ah, uh, he was too awkward to explain that he's the guy he introduced him to ARP. He just fucking gave up and left it. Just love it. And then Leon gets invited to join ARP and dances around in his little purple sequin tank top. The end. Afterwards, Rage is shitting on the app, being like, there was no plot, it was just you. See, if his dad had fallen off the roof, then that would have been plot. Then MJ's like, my mum's a big fan of yours. Does she also have a creepy photo of him on her phone? 
Like, I, I can't remember who it is or find it, but there is a K-pop star whose mom has one of her son's bandmates as her phone background. So good. If you know, please tell me and send me pics as proof. And then Leon makes fun of MJ's mom and MJ doesn't even stand up for her. Like, what a kind of a son. MJ's mom, don't send your daughter around to check up if he's okay. Just abandon that ungrateful child. Episode 5, it's all about rage and him just shitting on the other members. So it's more clearly explained in this app that the way ARP works is that they're constantly doing performances together and then get voted for the best performance. It's a neat idea but in real life wouldn't work. Imagine if there was something like this with BTS and any other group because if the songs were picked right, another group could easily put on a better performance than BTS. But if it's due to fan voting, no matter what, BTS are going to win. Even in Japan, there are super popular groups that are just going to have more success over others regardless of which one put on the better performance. Leon won his first performance battle against MJ, so he shared with him the box of sweets his mum sent to congratulate him. The most condescending consolation prize ever. MJ is actually pleased and grateful for the sweets, and it makes Rage realise why he hates him. He's so rich, he never really has to work. This job is just a hobby to him. Andy's greedy. Can't you sneak in out all the complimentary umai lollies they had out in the dressing rooms? They're those weird wafery stick things that have Doraemon on them. We learn why he thinks like that because his parents abandoned him when he was a child and we see a flashback of him as a kid and he's hiding a massive bruise on his shoulder. Fuck, this series got dark. And he explains, there's nothing more rock than abusive parents. Yeah, I'd be more lenient towards there's nothing more fucked than romanticizing abuse. So yeah, whilst MJ is becoming a performer to discover himself or whatever, Rage does it to escape poverty. Charming. And he doesn't like Leon because he's annoying. MJ's talking to the rock group duo going, Hey, yeah, I watched some of your old performances in Dogbone. It's Crossbone. But who the fuck watches a rock group and thinks that Dogbone is a realistic choice for their band's name? The rest of the ep rage is lost in his own thoughts, grabbing ice cream, lying on the lounge room floor after a shower about whether or not he can win an ARP tournament. He goes through in detail the strengths of all the others have when it comes to performing and when he gets to stating himself he's like, but I'm just real fucking good so I can smash them all anyway. He falls asleep and he has a dream where I think it's his abusive absentee father in Dragon Form forcing him to fight the other members who are in their night JRPG gear whilst bit music plays in the background, I think. Then Rage defeats them all via being too shiny. After all of that, Rage wakes up and we see them before their next performance battle. I have been watching quite a few shows this season that introduce a new song each ep, so yeah, I love it. Keep it up! And I never get to find out if he and his bro won or not. What was the point of all this poorly animated mooping if I don't even get to see the end result? He realises his bandmates, they're all still shit, but like, he can tolerate them. Oh, I kind of want to say Rage is best boy, but this show is so poorly animated the word best is not associated with it in any way, shape or form. End the ep catch up and Rage gives MJ's good review of the ep a 6 out of 10 and reckons they should just call it the Rage show. I mean, I sort of agree. But MJ's so creepy and Leon's so weird that I'm somewhat intrigued whenever they're on the screen, so they need to be in the show too. 
The other guy can just like fuck off. I don't think I may have mentioned him during anything in this last ep or the ep before that. Episode 6. Since MJ won a concert tournament, he gets to pick the next performance he does. He's talking with the managers and one of them's like, hey, how about you go on stage riding a white horse? And MJ like, fuck no. He's having an awkward family dinner with his dad and sister and his sister tries to get the conversation going, hey, doesn't MJ's new blonde hair look nice? Now I don't have to lay awake at night worrying if he's molested any children. And the animation this week took a pretty hard hit on the boxer dog. Maybe they should have gone for an easier dog breed to draw. Like, I don't know, a dead one that they just drag around the house because then it's supposed to look fucked up. He decides to form a group and he says that the group will be called Michael Jackson featuring Crossbone. You mean a collab. You're just going to be collabing with them. When he tells his little tracksuit bromie, he like... (sighs) I ship it hard! And MJ like, okay, that's nice. Could you please stop drawing on me? In order to prepare, they just fucking sleep in the Dane studio. I don't know why this is, why time is so precious that they have to sleep in the studio. I think it's on the same low land as Robocross's student accommodation. Why can't they just sleep in their dorms at a probably a 10 minute walk away? MJ is so fucking rich. He's never eaten knockoff brand cup noodle before. Dude, that just hurts. I still remember as a child that Maggie noodles was a very special treat that mum would make for us. Fucking hell, Povo was your childhood. He comes up with an idea to make their performance more rock. And it's to dance around with their mic stands. Just remind y'all that shiny, they're the K-pop group that I like that I'm going to force you to hear about because that's what a K-pop fans do. Shiny does a choreography with the microphone stand to Dream Girl and it includes Taemin wearing a pair of pants that are like pencils and then the pant legs are bright yellow and then he has a fucking bright pink eraser ass. So there was nothing rock about that. MJ just fucking flinging this mic stand around here, there, and everywhere, and almost concussing Crossbone like three times. When MJ was suggesting this collab, he said it would pay homage to Crossbone's indie rock roots. Nothing says indie rock like we're too busy trying to bash the living shit out of one another with mic stands to even contemplate playing instruments. Leon in with the managers about a new song he wrote and the managers are like, yes, your new song. And Leon just cuts them off. Yes, isn't it the most amazing feat in music you've ever heard in your life? And they respond with, eh. Leon's told to fix the lyrics and the managers have to explain, no, Leon, you cannot have emojis in your lyrics. MJ and Crossbone perform rockin' performance, and right at the end, they pose with their mics in the same way Shiny do at the start of Dream Girl. Now, if it was one of those sort of weird army fans, I'd probably be screaming bloody murder for copyright infringement and leading the way, but as a sane person with more than one brain, so I can understand there is only so much you can do with mic stand choreo. And if anything, it could have easily been used in a performance before Shiny used it. They're end of ep gossip and they're making fun of MJ for being rich again and just amazed he'd never eaten cup noodles before. Then Leon riffs on his feeding saying next step there will be a song by Leon featuring Leon starring Leon written and produced by Leon. I mean with this animation quality he does kind of look like Tommy Wiseau. 
episode 6.5. Yes, this is a 0.5 episode. And apart from that time, it got reincarnated as a Slimes half point episode, which was just the cute dragon talking to another character the whole time. This is the best one I've seen yet. Probably because it wasn't a recap episode. Can I just say, if they quickly put this together because production has been affected by the coronavirus, it is ingenious and a fantastic way to get past the problem. So Rage is commenting and saying once again that it's the Rage show because it's a special episode. That's right. For this episode, they are chibi, but not just chibi. They're specifically chibi acrylics. Dance! I am sold! Do you know how many of these fuckers I have hidden around my unit? Fuck figurines. I see them and I don't care. But these fucking stands, they're just cheap enough for me to buy every single fucking one I find. Not to be too depressing, but this animation is better than the actual show. In fact, this episode was more interesting than the actual show. Can this be the actual show now, please and thank you? So they sang one of their group songs, then realized that they've been turned into stands. And keep reminding themselves, don't turn on your side, otherwise you'll go off in. Then it's lots of little skits, as chibis tend to do. The first one is another, let's make fun of how rich and out of touch MJ is, with him not knowing what Odon is. I don't even live in Japan, but at least I know it's a noodle. I'm sure this kid knows exactly what Odon is. I think one is just them hating on Leon because he's annoying. Nah, I remember now. He decides to test the members to see which ones will pick up his eraser when he drops it and give it back to him. So MJ and the other guy pass with flying colours, whilst Rage just fucking chucks the damn thing. Then Rage gets asked what his favourite animal is, and he's like, oh, it's cats. It's not dogs, because MJ only one puts me off them. Such a real bitch move. Then he's asked what pets he wants, and he lists dogs? Fucking keep your story straight. Do you like them or not? Leon gets asked it when MJ's on screen, and MJ's just going on about how adorable his little boxer is, and Leon's face is just saying, yeah, she is, when she's animated right. All the members are asked what they would take with them on a desert island. Just gonna let you guys down gently now that none of them picked anything that would actually help them get off the island. All I remember is Leon said MJ because I don't know, he's a cool guy. And MJ said a chef, Robocross disgusted by this. Well, fuck me guys, do you know how to cook a delicious meal from Bark? No? Well then, chef. Leon's really upset no one picked him because he's such a good little dancer and singer, he'd be great at entertaining them. Entertaining is important, but it wouldn't be your top priority if you had no food or water or were stranded with no way of getting back to civilization. Rage has notes from the sound director about what he thought of their voice acting, and apparently the other guy was terrible, whilst Rage was amazing! I don't know about you guys, but that sounds a little bit dodgy to me. Rage and the other guys swap bodies with Leon and MJ and talk about what losers they are and the others over here are real upset. They replay a Robocross performance because they got to fill that 23 minute slot. Last one, unless I've forgotten some, which I probably have. They're at the supermarket and Rage keeps sneaking extra food into MJ's basket. And when he gets to the counter, he doesn't have enough hard catch to cover it, but he can't pay on his card. Yes. Yes, he can't pay on his card. Stupid paying your fucking cash-driven society. Rage thanks everyone for watching the Rage show. He doesn't say if we'll be the same, 
but I sure hope it is. Episode 7. It's not, unfortunately. This is a Leon episode. I'm not sure how much of it I'll actually be able to talk about because it was kind of all over the show and hard to remember. Sorry, it's Leon talking to his superego Mirkun. In last week's episode, what I forgot to mention was that Leon drew this thing. It's a poorly drawn meerkat, so it has a round, kind of tangerine-shaped head, long, thin body with stumpy legs and a stumpy tail, and it has these little angry eyebrows. So that's what he's talking to. Majority of this episode is Mikun flipping through different clips from Leon's life and commenting on them. That's fair that that's really hard to write about, right? So it's back to Leon talking about his amazing song he wrote and how he did a fantastic job of performing it. They start to show him performing it, then Mikun pauses the video and goes, hang on, let me show you as being even more arrogant, and narrates what he reckons Leon is thinking in certain scenes, such as him thinking some member of the school staff has a gross beard, which usually ends with Leon's denial. He sees the other guy flexing and thinks, oh no, he's so buff, I'm scared. And Leon's like, I am not a bitch. And you're talking shit about MJ saying he's snobby and that he's being skin in his eyes. And he's like, no, but come on, be honest. His fucking sideways fringe fucking covers half his face at times. And then it's him talking to rage and thinking his performance outfit is too expensive and the heels are too high. And you're like, oh, fair enough. His outfit is too expensive? You don't have to pay for your outfits, the school does. And hey, they probably don't even get any say in their outfits. It's mostly about how Leon hasn't won an ARP comp despite the fact that he is amazing and his talent is heaven sent as Mikun puts it. But he has won one. I wrote about it in episode 5. There's a whole section of, see, you're crying here segments. And Leon like, I'm too stupid to cry. Like, it's him having a pillow fight by himself via throwing a pillow at the wall. Like, he doesn't even catch it when it comes flying back. How the fuck does that work? Then it's him in a cardboard box playing a game as a child and it's him standing in front of the school fan just before he breaks out into dance. Then when he lost round one, he had a punishment game of having to perform a skit at the next live performance. And he like, but I like comedy. And Minkun like, oh yeah, because you're from Kansai. And they're like, no, I'm from Kansai. I also just happen to like comedy. There's no correlation, you racist. It's nice to land to stand up to the stereotype, even though like every other Kansai um, anime character you meet in anime, he just fucking shouts and pulls terrible jokes the entire time. Leon is excited because he gets to do it with MJ, and we, the audience, see none of this hilarious skit. But according to the other characters, yes, it was indeed funny. They have a combo name for their idol comedy group, which is just their two full names, Shinji and Leon. Just Shinji Leon. There's nothing creative about that, unlike Omiya SK. You don't get it? Well, that's your fucking loss. It ends with Leon realizing he is very happy in ARP, and then it plays his amazing song. It starts with trumpets blaring. Oh, Jesus, this is gonna be good. And it has the line, I am Leon, which is kind of funny, but still does not surpass Shiny's beautiful, my name is Minho, and he makes little Michael Jackson grunting noises during it, what the fuck? So what I'm saying is, it's actually a crap song, Shakara. 
and he doesn't win with it either. It's back to the boys commentating, and they aren't happy about all Leon's inner thoughts, and Leon's like, no, guys, I didn't mean it when I said you were snobby or scary or tiny, and Rage is like, hang on, you didn't mention tiny. Oh, no, Leon thinks Rage is an itty-bitty little boy. Episode 8. It's all about that other guy. He has a battle against MJ, and MJ's like, well, I better practice real hard. And the other guy's like, what the fuck did you say to me? And everyone gets awkward and quiet. Then they mention that since the other guy hasn't won a battle yet, that if he loses this one, he'll graduate. And Leon just goes, graduate just means getting fired. And it's just nice to hear someone actually admit it out loud. So the other guy's working hard. His choreographer comes up to him and goes, for this performance, you need to get naked. And the other guy's like, you mean so some muscle? And he lifts his shirt up to show us them abs. And the choreographer's like, nah, I mean, get your dick out. Well, no, that's not what he actually said. He said, no, I mean, metaphorically. The other guy is confused because he doesn't know what that word means. It's okay. He's in high school. He mightn't have learned it yet. But then he giggles the definition and goes, oh, it's too many words and just doesn't bother reading it like is he really lazy does he have dyslexia or has he skipped out on so much of his education that he's illiterate so many questions guys though it wasn't english but so was like everything else in this show that is set in yokohama why does nothing make sense now onto the strangest scene of the show no it wasn't him not being able to comprehend a quick google search for the word metaphor he goes up to tracksuit bro and mj whilst they're eating lunch and he asks tracksuit go hey What's MJ's weakness? I'm very confused because it feels like the type of question he shouldn't be asking MJ. But here he is asking it in front of him. Or that if he were rude enough to ask it, he'd ask it to him himself. Instead of asking his bro when MJ is literally right there. Tracksuit guy responds, insert Michael Jackson pedophile joke from the early days of my youth. Well, no. What he actually says is, oh, he's good at this and this, aren't you, MJ? And MJ is perplexed. He is not sure how to answer a question about himself that was asked to someone else. Like, he wasn't even fucking there and then being forced to clarify that this answer is correct when it would have been easier if the other guy had just asked him himself. Tracksuit bro says the other guy's good because he has precise and powerful dance moves. And the other guy's like, what? And Tracksuit bro gives him the TLDR answer of simple and powerful, which the other guy doesn't fly into a rage about. Instead, he walks off saying, geez, smart guys aren't good at simplifying their speech. I don't know what he said. Simple and powerful. Those aren't long, complicated words. Like, does this guy seriously have a learning disability? He working himself to the bone, working out, jogging and shit. But when he's there doing sit-ups, his muscles are a different shape and size from when he lifted his shirt up. I need more consistency with my muscle mass, guys. Rage is worrying, so he handles it by going into Leon's dorm and eating his snacks and watching shit on his TV. To be fair, Leon was singing at the top of his lungs in his tiny apartment where his neighbors would have heard him, so he serves him right, the little shit. You disturb me and I'll disturb you. That's how the system's going here. Leon goes up to Rage in class and goes, 
Jeez, the other guy's been really sleepy lately whilst Rage is literally having a nap. Like, okay, thanks for caring about the other guy, but could you give less of a crap if Rage is getting his eight hours sleep at night? The other guys are hanging out in Yokohama Chinatown where he runs into his old bandmates who aren't the least bit upset about him and Rage breaking up the band. And they have a little jam session they're like, I mean it's okay, but you sing too clean and you don't sing like your own rock voice anymore. And the other guy finally gets it. Why the fuck didn't his choreographer just tell him that instead of his vacate naked analogy? He performs real hard, his old bandmates in the crowd with their light sticks and tracksuit robe and switches on one to the other guy's colour. The betrayal! So he wins. Oh wow, who would have thought that the guy who would have been eliminated from the show if he lost would wound up winning? The episode ends with Rebel Cross performing and it fades from their song, an early 2000s dance track, to the ending song. Some of that trumpety scar pop music shit anime and J-pop love. It's really clashy and awkward. Who gave the okay for that transition? End of ep talk. Honestly, I can't remember if they said anything worth mentioning. Episode 9. After hearing the intro, I realized that Rage has the best voice. Well, at least my favorite voice. It sounds more in tune and less falsetto than the rest. They have decided to form a subunit, Super Rare, featuring MJ and Rage. They're showing the prototypes for the outfits, and MJ's like, I don't know if I'm comfortable showing that much skin. To be clear, male idols can never complain about their outfits, mainly because unlike female idols, they'll actually get proper outfits. They don't have to run around in, in camel toe toe shorts or do like a bikini shoot, so they shouldn't complain. Honestly, if they are that uncomfortable, then yeah, but he'd be complaining about a short open jacket that leaves his chest in midriff exposed. I mean, really? Then Rage speaks up and the producer's like, oh, do you have a problem with the outfits too? Even though Rage's Rebel Cross outfit is just like this little small open fest, he confirms it. No, I'm a little slut. Them outfit's fine, but I'm a number one slut, not a number two slut like it's written on my outfit. The two of them are constantly clashing and arguing because they're both real arrogant. This episode was weird. It was like a whole fifth of the shots of the characters look nice. MJ asks the other guy if Rage is gradually becoming less of an annoying little shit as you get to know him better and the other guy's just like, nah, that's just how he is. MJ's having lunch with Tracksuit Bro and he bitching about Rage and then he pops along and everyone just goes really quiet like, jeez, I'm sure he doesn't suspect a thing. He slams down his lunch, pancakes and fried rice, oh, it looks so good, causing MJ's miso soup to spill on Tracksuit Bro's sleeve and MJ, he suddenly stands up and hits the table and there's a sudden loud, ooh, like how many people are watching this confrontation? And Rage is like, oh, do you want to go bruh? And there's just a close up of the other guy eating lunch, not a care in the world whilst this unfolds. MJ grabs Rage by the collar and can't fucking judo drops that pedo bitch. The other guy like, oh yeah, fight, fight, fight. But then when Rage actually goes to punch MJ, the other guy's like, okay, that, that enough. Fucking do you want them to fight or not? Then MJ DNMing with the other guy and the other guy's eyes fucking drawn on the edge of his face. 
So the producer or whatever brings him to his office and says, Oh, no, nah, MJ, we're marketing you as a prince type to distract from how much you look like an infinite notorious pedophile. Enraged, like, hey, he managed to live in shit out of me if he wants. Then the producer complaining about rage skipping rehearsals and MJ's like, like, I mean, he does, but he's still good, so who cares? But now they're friends again. Oh, isn't that nice? And now they can actually rehearse their dancing without running into one another. And there's just a creeper shot of Tracksuit Bro watching from a small window in the door. You don't even need to do that. You know everyone there. You're right to just walk in and watch them. Super rare song, basically some dubstep shit, and it feels like the first properly choreographed performance. I think Leon's generally are, but everyone else just kind of does the waves, the arms in the air whilst jumping kind of shit. Looked up the animation studio out of curiosity, and they usually deal with 3D animation, which there is a bit of in this show, but it's mainly 2D animated, so maybe that's why the animation's terrible. It currently also has a 5.2 out of 10 on my anime list. That's rough, but accurate. Their after credits little talk, Leo mentioned that next week will start the climax of the series. Episode 10! Last week they hinted that this episode was going to be the climax, and it was an episode mixed of performances and interviews, which I gotta admit, since you watch Idol Anime for the songs, having a performance-centric episode is pretty nifty and fun, but for the climax at the end of the season? Usually our anime finished with their one big important performance and they finally come together as a team and this didn't even have that, no build up or resolution or anything. Who knows, maybe it had to get cut off short due to the coronavirus. So the performances. I'll mention a couple of standout moments. Rebel Cross sung a song called Ride On with the lyrics Ride On Me. I mean, when it comes to terms that vaguely imply sex in boy band songs, that one might just be a bit too unsubtle. The whole group song had a bit of a low intro and all four of them were off tune as a result. Like, could you get a vocal coach in so that at least one of them sounded good? And in one of the interviews, Rage said, The other guy's way too dumb for that question. Ask him something simpler like, what's his favourite type of banana? What? Everyone only eats one type of banana, unless this guy likes them green, the sick fucker. And when asked, what does ARP mean to you? To rage, apparently it means rage and the performers. Which considering for most of the songs I was just watching him, I can't really refute that fact. They had their little chat at the end of the show, and when they talked about their thoughts on the show, rage said, some parts were good. Some parts were failures. You're goddamn right about that, ARP. More like fail RP. Actually, you know what, Rage? Just change that to all of it was a failure, just for a little bit more accuracy and truth, okay? Yeah, that was that train wreck. They had some good ideas. I liked the performance every episode. Loved the cute little plastic stand midway through the episode. Like the mix of different performances episode. But it was so, so cheaply done that none of those efforts were executed well. Even the CGI, they are a CGI group that have videos and yet their CGI is still so poor. Um, to anyone who actually listened to this, I am very sorry. I, I apologize for you listening to this like mumbled 
nonsense thing where I literally add in or miss words and making half of it not make sense. <laughs> well, hopefully you got something out of it. Alright, there's that one done. Bye!